Welcome to Shelter Island, the podcast where we shoot the shit and compare the lives of a Brit and a Yankee. And this week, we are joined by a guy that travelled across the world without taking a flight on national television. But first, we're going to go across the pond to my best mate, Jack Hymo. It's Hymo. How are we doing today? <laughs> uh, we're, we're doing as good as we can be today, Mason. You know, it's been a, <laughs> been a pretty long that? weekend. What's that? Uh, there's been a, a a big bender going on the past couple of days over here. So, <laughs> um, and also I haven't seen you in a while. We we had to take a little bit of a hiatus because someone got COVID. Yeah, um, I think it's a pretty justified excuse to be honest with you. Like, <laughs> to be fair, in hindsight, me heading off to Wembley wasn't probably the best idea. Um, so I think I learned it from there. So yeah, I was locked up for two weeks, and uh, I went to a festival last Saturday. So um. I kind of had my party boots on, so. <laughs> I love that. I, I don't think our listeners will be too angry at us. Nah, I think they'll be all right. <laughs> anyway, so going straight into our guest this week then, uh, we are joined by Race Across the World's very own Alex Speck Zolter. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm thank all right, you for having me on. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time coming. We've been speaking for a while and um, yes. with COVID and Jaime being hung over as well, it could take a while. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's no worries. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're just going to dive straight in a bit about you first. We'll come on to all the, the race across the world stuff a little bit later. Yeah, um, no but yeah, like, uh, tell us a bit about you and, uh, and where you're from and that. So obviously I'm from Bradford. Uh, I went on the show when I was 20 years old. So I was pretty young. I didn't really know what I signed up for. Like my dad signed up for it, and then yeah, the, like it sort of worked its way from there. Did it yeah, all smooth, all calm. Loved the TV work. Loved seeing myself on TV, doing the interviews. <laughs> I can't lie, rewatching it, it were absolutely quality. Uh, got signed to an agency. Did an article for BBC Sport when Arsenal versus Chelsea Europa League final. I did the London Tobacco article. Um, and then since then, COVID hit. Uh, everything got stopped pretty much. All travel, everything just cancelled. A lot of plans cancelled. And then from that, uh, I worked with one of my friends being a labourer doing some building work. So yeah, that, that's me in the meantime. But as soon as travels opens up again, which is, seems like it's very, very soon, I'm going to be getting back out there as much as possible, seeing new places, and yeah, get my business up and going properly. Nice one, mate. It sounds pretty good. And um, so before the show, then, like, what we obviously you said you're only 20 years old. Like, what were you yeah. doing? Were you like, did you? I were a bartender or? at the time. I were a bartender at the time. Oh like, right, I, yeah. Uh, uni and that was it wasn't for me like I got I got kicked out of grammar school in year 11 I just I didn't do anything <laughs> really I how on like, earth did you get kicked out the teachers just they refused to carry on teaching me because I'd argue back at them because they showed me no respect so I was like respect's uh, not given you know what I mean sort of thing oh well that sort of person and yeah got kicked out I got sent to Bradford College in year 11 where I were only able to do my maths, English and science GCSEs compared to the whole list which you normally get to do and then from that that year I failed everything and went back the year after and did it all again but did photography I mean that's where I passed and I was like right education done for me get me out of here never again <laughs> No, you were near nothing like that. Just get me out of here. I nah, it won't. I, I don't blame you, to be fair, because bloody Hymo, he's been very studied for five years for a degree. <laughs> five <laughs> bloody years. And look I where he is now. Go. Look where I am now. I make chump change in New York City. <laughs> and I'm in half a million dollars of debt. <laughs> <laughs> but you're moving to like a nice swanky apartment in New York like next week, so... Swanky's a, a word to call it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in Manhattan and it sounds expensive, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll it, it'll be a great time. You'll, you guys will have to come out and visit. <laughs> oh, definitely. Maybe I'll try on Yeah, once things have opened up again, you know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so going straight from, from there then, Alex, it's to the show. Um, you said your, your dad applied for it. Um, yes. Do, do you know, like... Why so, did I just do that? Or yeah, so basically, at first, it was just a Facebook advertisement saying "Race to the Far East," and it was doing it as single people at first. So we applied for it, and then that's where they said, "When you're going to need a partner," and then they Studio Lambert was the one which rang me and were like, "Are you interested in doing like some traveling?" And found out a bit about myself, 
and we got invited to an audition down in London at their office where there were another couple where we were like competing against them and we had to put up a flat pack uh, cupboard drawer thing and we absolutely failed 20 minutes. <laughs> Me and my dad have no chance with DIY, nothing like that. So we literally just pretty much smashed it up. We were like, we can't do this. And then we were told we had to go from Tottenham Court Road thing uh, near Leicester Square as far away as possible with no money and like no nothing else just use your initiative so that's where we were like asking taxi drivers for a free lift down the road and like asking a random stranger for a pound for the tube sort of thing and then yeah oh and then so there was a lot like actually went in behind the scenes yeah yeah definitely show. definitely we had two auditions and then yeah luckily from there it it was a day which I were on my way to Leeds Fest I got a call from Sirio Lambert saying, oh, you've been accepted on the show. We're setting off on the 6th of October. Uh, you've been accepted. Are you still up for it and everything? I'm like, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it were, it were a great way to celebrate the weekend sort of thing. That's Dude. awesome. So do do people have to, like, take off of work for that? I mean, it's a yeah, we, long process. Yeah, and everything. yeah my, dad, my dad had to take 50 days off work, but I was, wow. I was working at a bar at the time, and they were like, if you go, then you won't be coming back. And I'm like, sod this, man. You'll get a chance to go on a BBC show. I'm going to be famous. See you later. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm on. See you later. I got a chance. Yeah, so, yeah. Wait, so how, in, in that like challenge that you had to get as far as you can, how far did you get? Oh, it wasn't far really at all. It was like <laughs> maybe a mile or two. But I'm guessing, I'm guessing they just like the way we interacted with each other because we just stressed each other at the start. Oh, so it's all for television. They're like, oh, this yeah, is going to yeah, be good entertainment. <laughs> exactly that. They, they noticed that we didn't work well together. So they thought, oh, yeah, we'll have them on. Those who's not watched the show, then basically, it's um, so Race Across the World, really. So you, Alex, had to go from London all the way to Singapore yes. um, without catching a flight. So obviously through all the other methods of transport, etc. And like you get a set sum of money, don't you? So yeah, you got, with, with you that, do you get like given it in, in, in cash, like in, in British pounds or like what happens that way? So there were, there were, we got like a letter sort of thing and it said you will be given the exact same amount of money as it would be for a one-way flight say if you were going to go there to the airport right there and then to go buy a flight to Singapore. So we got, I think it was £1,359 and that's for your food, travel, accommodation, literally everything. Got our phones, credit cards, all that taken off us. And then, yeah, we just... Uh, I was then going to say, so could you not like take, um, could you not take any bank cards or anything with you at all? No, wasn't allowed anything like that. I mean, that's where... It was tough as well because it were all British pounds. So in some places we had to actually already do the change currency of what they want in the currency place because it were in the stick sort of thing. So yeah, that it, it got a bit twist and turning there. I mean, that's where everyone realised this is where we get US dollars because US dollars is accepted pretty much most places. That's, that's crazy because like I, you know, you, you see a TV show and uh, like being completely subjective about it, you think how much of it this is actually real. You know, you don't know if it's like just made for TV. I mean, from, from your perspective and you watch it back, like yeah. how, how like real was it? Like, I know you had to go and do some everything. odd jobs here and there or like... Everything was real. Nothing was scripted. Like, so literally all of it was real. Uh, the camera people, which were with us, which were two people, one called Brent, one called Lorraine. One were doing the microphone and camera and one were doing the camera. And then when we got to a checkpoint is where like 10, 15 people with like the big cameras and the big drones and everything like that. But during the whole thing, there were two people and they stayed where we did, traveled where we did. They went for everything like we did. Really? So did you have to pay for them too? No, no, that was, that was on their like card or whatever, Studio Lambert's card, BBC. I'm not sure, but yeah. So, so they could literally get anything they want really fancy, whereas you were there kind of eating pot noodles or something. Like. That was tough in restaurants because wherever we'd be, we'd go to a restaurant or something and we'd be picking the cheapest thing on the menu. So it'd either be like some chips to share or some bread or I don't know, something. And they'd be getting loads of food and then they'd have like loads of leftovers, but they wouldn't like give us any because apparently <laughs> it's unfair on other, other contestants or whatever. And they didn't want to help us in any way. So 
I'd have been like, oh, come on, mate, give me some on the sly. I'd be like, worst thing, what? Like in China, they have their own translator just just in case. So they're getting whatever they want in the in the food places, and we're they're struggling for like what, whatever we get. We like, we got to eat. Yeah, and yeah. They, see that on there. I love yeah, that. One. It's like fried scorpion or something. Literally, <laughs> it was bad. And we had horse in Kazakhstan. That one, that one, the nicest of foods. God. Oh. Yeah. And so I think the main part of them um, that people saw within the show is. Um, obviously the relationship between you, you and your dad, Darren. What was that like? So I think just from the cameras, it said like, it showed it was a bit tested at yeah. times and everything like oh. that. And, you know, I think the very, the much of the journey was kind of how, I wouldn't say you saw eye to eye maybe at the start and yeah. then by the end, it was kind of a lot more, more yeah, of a exactly like It was like before the show, we didn't really spend much time with each other within them past five years, kind of drifted apart. And like, he always acted like I were a child and like, never took me as an adult sort of thing and never really listened so that were where he was forced to be with me for so long that he had to literally realize who i am now you know what i mean not a kid anymore and stuff like that. i mean literally it was like we didn't know each other to becoming like not even just father and some friends as well That's was brilliant. it like kind of weird to like have that documented on national television definitely definitely <laughs> there were times where it's like oh did they have to show this especially me crying so much they got me crying <laughs> so much it was unreal like i'm watching it all my mates like you cried that much i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah <I do. laughs> you, you get home and your friends are like oh alex is such a pussy <laughs> yeah that's exactly it like if you try to exactly go across that. the world <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, we'll it. You can't talk, guy. I know that'll exactly be you. But, oh, I missed back home. Oh. Literally, that that were it, boy. And I, I, how I felt like it was, it was like you forget that there's a camera there most of the time. Because the first three, four days, I wasn't swearing or anything like. Cause my mum tried. Mum told me don't swear. Like, be respectful. Like, be yourself. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll do that. And then third day in the camera person, Brent were like, you, you're being a dickhead. You're not, you're not speaking like you, you're not swearing, you're not doing anything like this. Cause he swore all the time. And they were like, all right, I'll be myself more. And then that's where it just came out. But I always said like, men don't really show their emotions. So it, I didn't mind crying or anything. I just got a lot of hate on social media for it. <laughs> it I got that's death threats in the I mean, first. I mean, you're doing something which is ridiculously difficult. I know. I got death threats in the first two episodes. People saying, no. put me down and kill me. Someone said I was as wet as a can of piss. There was so much stuff. It, it, it got bad. It got oh, bad. Horrific. Oh my God. Yeah, All over a TV show. Yeah. I had to speak to a therapist. How it got me in a bad way the first two episodes. And man, because you don't know it and you don't know what they're going to show either until the whole world sees it on a Sunday. We don't get no premium access or anything we just see what everyone else sees wow the power of edit isn't it are there like parts that you were like oh like why'd they put that in or like are there parts that are like missing that you're like oh like why didn't they put that in yeah definitely there were a big part in china where the boss guy actually told us to go to this place in china in gulin and it actually took about 200 dollars off our off our money which is a lot of money and that made us struggle and lost a bit of time just because he told us we had to do it. Because there were certain rules along the way, like you had to do five different modes of transport every leg. You had to stay in one place for six hours. You had to stay in one place for two days. But they don't show any of that. Oh, ah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So there's a lot more rules than... Yeah, definitely. And every place we worked, we'd always get like information for the next connection sort of place and like where to go there and where we don't know to go they'll know the inside local knowledge yeah that's one thing i was going to bring up actually um i, I know from the show yeah did you work like in a flowery place in in china or something yeah <laughs> and they they <laughs> the painted out that you were very flirty with this girl yeah. <laughs> spill the beans dating advice from alex come on it was just one of them we, we started working uh I think it was like four o'clock the day before. We finished at like midnight. Stayed, got an apartment, like accommodation sort of thing. And it was a bit dodgy as well because they used a credit card to open the door. Like they didn't have a key or anything. So it was like, 
are we trespassing here sort of thing and place was absolutely horrible but we had to do what we had to do we were up at three o'clock the next day in the morning working until lunchtime and yeah we did we had a good connection with me and vicky and she messages me telling me to go back to china i'm like maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe you one got day. a chinese girlfriend mate <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm single i'm i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, okay, wait, so I have a question. Um, there was that part in China where it said, like, you couldn't film? Yes. So, like, a little behind the scenes, like, what what was that like? That was scary. So, we'd go, we had literally had to go through there as quick as possible in, like, 24 hours because it's called the Autonomous Zone or something. And they don't allow journalists and, like, especially the BBC documenting anything like that. They're, they're like, keeping it closed behind closed doors. There's a lot of dodgy things going on there. Apparently, I, I don't know. I've researched a bit of it, but it were literally we get on a train and the outside windows will all be blacked out. You can't see anything outside. We get in the train station and we'd be taken into a room and they'd have like a gun pointed at us, searching us, sort of thing, and like because they were wondering what the hell we were doing there. It it was pretty scary. There were some scary oh moments. God. Yeah. See, like they don't—they don't tell you this stuff on the show. No, 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 no. Because I'm guessing it's like highly confidential or whatnot. But yeah, it were it was pretty scary. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Mason, that's... maybe I'm double thinking applying. Not yeah. many people know this. Not not, not many yeah. people know about that. To be honest, with you, but yeah. How it's do been... you think me and me and Jaime would do if we went on? I think you do a decent job, to be fair. Like, why not? You, you're both confident. That's that's a key thing, is confidence. Me, me and Mason joke that uh, the the narrator would just pan to us and we would just be <laughs> passed out at a beer garden in Germany. Like, <laughs> just spend three, all your money. Three days later, Mason and Jack have zero pounds left in a beer garden in Germany. <laughs> and it's like, coming up to the final checkpoint, Mason and Jack are still in Germany. <laughs> Not like just spending all the money. We're just hammers, just like yeah. Where's well, like a ball? <laughs> my dad did say in Thailand, should we just stay here and spend all the money and just give up? I'm like, no, we've got to make it to end now. <laughs> I got a question for you both. Where do you Go think on. season three route will be if they do a season three? Oh, do you know what I, I think would be, be cool? um, if they did Africa? That would be incredible. Africa that, would be really cool. That's what me and my dad said. London's Cape Town should be the next route. That's what yeah. me and my dad said. That would be incredible. Because you've got to start off from London again. Like, second season, they flew out to Mexico. I think the third season, they've got to start in London again in Greenwich. Yeah, and they go, then they're straight straight down to... Straight down to Cape Town. I think yeah. that's the quality and, and, route. Or even Japan, maybe, but it's a bit similar to what we did. But I think Africa, Africa going Russia. straight down would well, be... Too. Yeah, exactly, and it's not being done. Exactly. Down, to get down to Cape Town, that's interesting because then you can take... You can either go down Spain and then go yes. over Gibraltar, or you can yeah. go around. Yeah, down down the Egypt area. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I think it'll be an interesting one. But I also don't know if they're going to do uh, normal contestants or celebrities either, because the latest one was meant to be a celebrity one, but Kobe had cancelled it. Oh, was it? Mm. Yeah, they got accepted for a celebrity special. That's crazy. I don't know, like, call it. Yeah. Just see Which all these rich celebrities people. try and travel with no money. <laughs> 100%. I, I said I wanted to see Jason Manford and Jack White all on it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that, yeah, that, that's what I said. But. Could you imagine someone like Peter Kay on it? Like, oh, it'd be absolutely quality. Don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Take Jack Grealish for a little trip for Texas. Get my candy on the telly for all the girls. Yeah, that's it. Everyone loves him. <laughs> oh my god! Be able to document them behind the scenes parts. They'd have gone viral. That's, that's, probably my, that's probably my biggest mistake is not having that content myself like, you say it would have gone viral like what kind of juicy bits behind the scenes we talking what kind of wacky oh. weird memories we talking about <laughs> just, oh, there's a lot there's, there's one of my dad getting stranded in China pretty much he, <laughs> he got off the train to get some fresh air on the platform and it kind of left and we had to get off the next stop and wait for him there. Like, <laughs> that's what I mean. There's, there's loads of different stuff. 
the, the, there's loads. You know, can just imagine the train going off and your dad just standing yeah, there. Yeah, literally, like, like, that's it. And he's like, what, what happens now? Sort of, like, bloody crazy. And I suppose you've got no phone, so you can't contact him. Exactly that. Also, oh, it's just yeah. like, you have to hope he gets the next train. Yeah, yeah, literally that. In Kazakhstan, uh, there were two guys with, like, sunglasses on and just, like, all blacked out, hiding in the in the shadow sort of thing. But we seen them travel all around Kazakhstan where we went, Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan where we went. So it were like some like secret agents uh, like watching over us sort of thing. It it were weird, but yeah, we seen that a few different countries of like different people just watching us, like oh keeping following and sort of thing. Maybe it was security reason we don't know because we didn't have any security with us. So maybe what we don't know, but. I noticed it a few times and mentioned it to my dad. That's, yes. That is... <laughs> yeah. You're getting scouted by, like, the Kazakhstani KGB or something. Literally, like, literally, there's some, there's some mad things which people just don't know about. It all looked like rainbows and roses, but I guess yeah, not. <laughs> literally not. Holy crap. Okay, so then, my, I, I always want to know, you get to Singapore. Yes. You're done. You're celebrating. You and your dad came in second place. Yes. What happened immediately after the camera stopped rolling? So we had a big after party in Singapore, and we had we had the plane home the next the next morning at six in the morning. So we were only there for like the night, and then we had to go back straight away. Oh but my yeah. god! So it's very much just like right, show's done. Fuck off. That's exactly it. That were exactly it. But yeah, I missed my flight. I got. <laughs> I, I got I got too drunk in the after party and BBC had to buy me and my dad our own flight back home the day after. That's amazing. <laughs> we, were, we were the last ones in Singapore. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. They weren't happy with me, but I was just like, what do you expect? That is amazing. I can't believe you got too hammered. <laughs> yeah, literally tequila shots got me in Singapore. Something different. They got to me. <laughs> That's what they put them in out there. Singapore slinging all that jazz. That's it. Trust me. Oof. It got to me badly. Yeah, every checkpoint I went, I just ate and drank as much as I could. Every day, <laughs> every day the next one, like, setting off, I'm always hungover, and I'm just like, oh, damn it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want to go back to bed. <laughs> that's, that's the alert to everyone. He wasn't actually grumpy. He was just hungover. Yeah, literally <laughs> hung over a bit. I could just imagine me and Jaime would just be lying there. Just like, oh, what is it? Go? You make the use of it at checkpoints. You got free booze and free food. Yeah, you're going to make the most of it. <laughs> Mason and Jack had to wait 24 more hours to leave the <laughs> checkpoint because they had to go to the hospital. <laughs> Mason and Jack ended up at a random after party in Baku. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are back for another beer of the week here on Shelter Island, the podcast, and we are joined by Race Across the World Series One contestant Alex Speck Zalte. So, Alex, what are you choosing to drink today for beer of the week? Mine's Corona and lime. I won't have it anything else. It's favorite beer by far. You can't beat it. Can't beat a Corona and lime. So he's raced across the world and chooses a Corona <laughs> as his favorite beer. That's it. Mate, you can't beat your Corona though. Corona's always you can't good. Can't beat it, honestly. Exactly. Like in the summer, ice cold, lime on top, bang. Yeah, it's the go-to drink. Yeah. Did you try like like of all of the travels you went to? Yeah, yeah. All different countries. What country had like the best beer? Mm, best beer. Thailand was good. Where we had a few in Thailand because it was so cheap. Uh, Uzbekistan I had a couple of nice local beers. Oh, no, Ooh, really? Yeah, Uzbekistan. We had, had a few on there. And third other place, I'd say China. China had a few. China, China had a few nice ones. Underrated. I'd love to get my hands on like an Uzbekistani beer. Could you imagine oh, that? Oh, trust me. My, my dad loved them. Like, my dad's a big, big beer drinker. He yeah. And yeah, because he, he, he drinks his local beers wherever he's traveling and he was like, this one's special. Mm. I love that. Mason, yeah, what are you drinking today? 
Oh, so um, I've gone for another rogue one. And yet again, I've gone from the bank of dads of beers that he's bought me ages ago. I'm running a bit thin now. I've only got a couple left, but I thought I might as well use it. And this one is one of my favorite drops. Um, I actually had this when I visited the country. So this is Zlaty Bazant from Slovakia. Nice. So when I first tried this, me and my sister went, so we were, we're in Krakow in Poland. They went across them over to the high Tatras mountains in Slovakia. And uh, we were literally in this really cool wooden lodge, like overlooking the valley. And then they had this on tap and it was just one of the nicest beers I had. I just hope I can fucking taste it because my taste went because of COVID. <laughs> so uh, I just hope it doesn't taste like piss, but um, fingers crossed it's going to be a nice drop. Okay. And uh, Jaime, what, what about you? What are you going for? So I tried to get one um, from somewhere along the journey that you guys went on. Um, oh, yeah. So I found a one that I've never heard of before uh, from Ukraine. Um, and it's called Obalone. I've never heard of that one. Wow. It looks all right. So the bottle's pretty cool. Yeah. I like, I like the look Obalone. Oh. Yeah. I thought it were Cobra first. So it's a lager. Yeah. And it's 5.2%. Ooh. Very nice. Honestly, what my percent is now, actually. So if I can beat you. <laughs> uh, fuck, it's 4.7. <laughs> 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 No point, not going to drink it. Anyways, boys, without further ado. Cheers. Cheers, lads. Let's crack this open. I'm the only one with a can. In two weeks too long, that sound, I know. It's too long since I've heard that sound. Mm. Good news, I can smell it. That's Mm. good. A lot of people have long COVID, don't they? Mm. Beautiful colour right there. Oh, wow. This is awesome. This is all right. Just all right? (laughs) <laughs> it's good it's it's better than Baltica oh so uh, so the Ukrainians beat the Russians oh. I think in this round yeah oh it you is, want to say that out loud you've got, you got to be careful mate it, it is the Olympics <laughs> that's true that's true technically what? Russia aren't in the Olympics that's it's the it. Russian Olympic Committee there you go true <laughs> ooh that kind of hurts my soul <laughs> someone a bit too tender are they a bit too hungover the hair of the dog. Oh, yeah. Latvia have a few nice beers as well. I yes. Mason loves Latvian beers. I went to Latvia on a stag do. And oh, really, what, Riga? There. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm real close. Well, my family, my family heritage, my dad's side's English. My mum's side's Australian Latvian. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so that's why I've got the older skin tone and whatnot. <laughs> that's why i can sound pretty nicely like, <laughs> yeah all right well, well alex what do you rate your corona out of 10 oh it's gonna be 12 out of 10 always <laughs> yeah, you can't beat a corona you just can't i love that that's the highest score we've had so far <laughs> there you go you can't beat corona i'm Off telling the you. fucking it's scale a, lads it's the top <laughs> tier it's god tier mason what do you rate your beer right well I can taste it. Um, my taste fully isn't back to normal, though. So it's not as nice as I know it is. Okay. But I'm going to go with the rating that I normally know it as. And for me, 9.5. Wow. It's beautiful. Like strong. I recommend anyone, if you can get your hands on Zlaty Bazaar. I'm definitely going to look for one. Yeah. Only eighty as well for a, a big can. And it is it's it's lovely. It's lovely. Amazing. That might be your highest rating so far. I think it is, you know. Uh, Limo, your Ukrainian oblong, oberong, bloody massive schlong beer. My um, massive schlong, oberong. Yeah. Um, I would rate it, I'll give it an 8.3. It was pretty, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's not, I, I probably wouldn't have more than like two of these, but you know, if I'm like, sitting at the bar, having some banter with the boys, you know, I'll, I'll order an oberong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> get the oval ones in with a lad because you imagine why not why not <laughs> then again you are hungover so it might taste nicer if you're actually still sober that is true mm. do you like a yeah. magnum you make a you're tonic cool. wine magnums no oh more, magnums no oh, yeah basically Jaime if you don't know magnums so is basically good. like a mini version of Buckfast 
Oh, they're so good. No, they're so good with lemonade. I've got a bottle of Bucky in my fridge. <laughs> it is so good. You cannot beat a Magnum. Oh, they, get oh. you, they send you west. Oh, they do. But in I think I just got more hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Shelter Island. We just had our beers there with our guest, Alex. And as always now, after Beer of the Week, it's come a bit of a season two staple, this. We're going to play a little game. Okay, Alex, so we're going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Kind of to test your memory and all that about the series. We're going to go through your routes, you and your dad, Darren, did, all the way from London to Singapore, and you've got to see if you can map it out for us. Right, let's see what I can do, yeah. Alex, fire away. All right, so we're London, uh, through France to Dusseldorf, uh, Dusseldorf through Austria. This is where I might mess up. Austria to Budapest, I think. Budapest to Serbia. Serbia to North Macedonia. North Macedonia to Greece. Greece to Turkey. Turkey, uh, Georgia. Then Azerbaijan, Baku. Then the Caspian Sea then getting off the Caspian Sea in Kazakhstan, going down to Uzbekistan, going back up to Kazakhstan, to China, down from China to Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore. Is that right? <laughs> that was pretty good. You nailed it. There you go. <laughs> well done, you know your shit. Well done. Yeah, that's it. Nice <laughs> one. I had, I had one question that I wanted to ask. Yes. How was the boat on the Caspian Sea? I'll be honest with you. I said I quit. I literally said, get me off the boat. I'm done with this TV show. I'm done with everything. Just let me go home. And I were in tears. I, I didn't. I refused to eat and drink for the first three days. Uh, I were in a bad way. I, that was the lowest point I've probably ever been. So I, like, I can only bounce back from that. I can just be myself and bang. I just kind of tried smashing it all as much as possible. I feel like that would be the kind of moment where you finally get to the port and you like kiss the ground and you're like, oh, hey. literally, literally, it was exactly that. I was, I was looking for a KFC or a McDonald's about, and we were in the <laughs> desert. It was pretty upsetting. <laughs> we moved on a long boat, and then you realise you're in rural buttfuck nowhere in Kazakhstan. Literally, literally, all I'm telling Josh and Felix is, get me a KFC, get me a Mackey's, get me a KFC, get me a Mackey's. But yeah, but as soon as I could get a KFC, I got a KFC. I don't know if you've seen, but. Yeah, as soon as I got my chance, I got it in Kazakhstan. Why not? <laughs> so you would not recommend taking a boat? No, no, no. I'm if I'm ever going to do the route again, I'm going to fly over the Caspian Sea because it was meant to take 20 hours and it took five days. It was, <laughs> But it was full of literally like Russian truck drivers who were just drunk and just aggressive and the food was slop. Like, nah, nah, nah. They were the worst thing I've ever done. It's the Caspian Sea. I'll never go back ever. I'd, oh, I'll pay yeah. for a plane over. I will pay for a plane <laughs> over. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. The very first stretch you done was London to Delphi. Yeah. Um, and I mean, what was that like? I mean, you'd, in that you done you done Dusseldorf, you done Budapest, Belgrade, uh, Skopje, Macedonia. Like, what was yeah. that part of the leg like? That was the the most expensive one by far and that was the one where we were like well I didn't know what I signed up for that's why I were a bit moody in Budapest sort of thing like it were because in Budapest they have like three different currencies but which means the same sort of thing and it's like when you don't have your phone or nobody to really speak to about the currency I'm just, I just got really stressed out and I was just like I can't really cope with this so the first like was probably one of the toughest but that's where we found our feet and realised what we've got to do. And that was the best one for our method because me and my dad's tactic all along was we're saving accommodation and travel while we sleep because we just save so much money and that's what we tried to do the whole way. Next day, then you had to go from Delphi yeah. to, to Baku. And this Good one was work. quite an interesting one because on this one, you were placed fourth place and of course, Sue and Claire 
they got yes. eliminated. So you were very close to the cutoff there. What did yeah. that feel like being like, like the, the penultimate one? Well, I, I said a long, like, I said to my dad, dad I, I think we, we're going to be last, you know, like we're, we're near the end. And my dad's like, nah, will I be first or second? Maybe third. And I'm like, no, no, dad, I, I'm a bit worried here. Let's hurry up. Because what they didn't really show either is pretty much the full Turkish route. The second route, we were with Josh and Felix. So we entered Turkey together on that boat from Turkey to uh, uh from greece to turkey and then we left together from turkey to georgia and then that's where we split up and that's where we were like it was going to make it there first sort of thing it were like mm-hmm. yeah a bit worrying but we, we spent a lot of time with josh and felix on that lake yeah and like did, did they kind of really like encourage you to go your own separate ways then or not to be honest with you, we, we told production company that we'll team up. Me, my dad, Justin, Felix, like as like a big team sort of thing, and they were <laughs> they were fighting against it, and they were saying, "No, we need some rivalry. We can't all oh, you know, <laughs> all as friends sort of thing." I, I love Sorry. those moments where it's like you're like not with anyone for like days on end, and then all of a sudden you'll be in like the middle of. Uzbekistan and you run into like people that you know and you're like oh my yeah. god like hey it's <laughs> like crazy it's like a breath of fresh air <laughs> yeah 100% you're seeing, you're seeing them again and you're having a little bit of a catch up and I always used to love seeing them guys like my dad used to try and cause a bit of controversy and be like oh no don't trust them you never know what they're gonna say you never know what they're gonna do you don't know what they're actually like I'm like nah dad they, this is like a little family to me you know like you can say whatever you want but I'm going to spend time with them. And at the checkpoints, that was the best thing for me because when I'm with my dad all week, so it's like Monday till Sunday, and the Sunday we're at the checkpoint, it's like I want to spend time with them because I I get a bit sick of you, you know what I mean? Like you're always with me. We're always like, we're always together. There's no space. So in the checkpoints, I like to have that space. And I'm like, spend time with Shamima, Natalie, Tony, Josh, Felix, and Elaine. The, the third stage, I think it's probably, I, I, for me, that's probably one of the most interesting ones because it's, it's kind of the, the, the places that not many people really know much people about. Thought, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I never so thought this is going going from, Yeah, you know back I mean? into uh, yeah. Kent. Yeah, what exactly. Was that like? Well, I, I did the Borat accent as soon as I got there. <laughs> 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 yeah, it gets to the point. Is that, is it? Yeah, literally. <laughs> and apparently it's, apparently it's a bit offensive over there and they don't like it. So I'm like, right, I've got to keep quiet now. But yeah, I had to do it. I've never been to Kazakhstan and that's the only thing I know about Kazakhstan. I'm like, very nice. <laughs> you, just turn, you just turn to your dad and just whisper in his ear like every five minutes, like, very nice. <laughs> literally, and my dad were doing the same for me. My dad were doing the same thing. It was funny. It were, it were a good vibe. I can imagine if me and Heim had got there. Mason and Heim were in Kazakhstan for five minutes and then they got kicked <laughs> out. Taken <laughs> out already. It was not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Kazakhstan as a whole was, it were beautiful. Um, we went, we're soon as we got there, we stayed, we all stayed by the sound of it uh, in the local town as soon as we got into Kazakhstan. Because I said to my dad, like, I need to chill for a night. I can't be going travelling through Kazakhstan to Uzbekistan and straight be back on the race after we've been on the ball for five days. I needed some food. I needed a beer. I needed my bed. I needed a proper bed. So that's where we made the decision ourselves. And we were like, we'll stay here on the night and we'll go again the day after. So I think, and yeah, we've got, got some beautiful food, cheap, just on the beach, big pizza, big dessert, had a beer. And then I was back to myself and I was like, we can do this now. And then it was powered on. And that were probably one of our best legs. We came first. My dad, it was my dad's leg as well. Like I told him because he watched, he's always wanted to go to that place because he's watched, uh, read the famous uh, poem, I think it is, Journey to Samarkand. And he, he's just always been invested to go to Samarkand. So I said to my dad, this leg's for you then. You do whatever you want with this leg. I'll go along with it. And yeah, you just enjoy yourself as much as possible. I mean, that where China were my leg sort of thing. China's a mad place. That's <laughs> mad. God, yeah. Spill the beans about China. What makes it so, so mad? I, just, I love China. It's <laughs> amazing. Literally, there's just... 
there's bright lights everywhere. People so happy. I'm like, I'm massive compared to everyone. Everyone's small and like, I've got blue eyes. So everyone's always staring at my eyes and that. Like, I don't know. People just seem to love me there. Like, <laughs> I'd approach, I'd approach a group of girls asking for some help and they'd love to help me. They'd be doing everything they could to help it. Like, no. I don't know. I felt like I was loved in China. So I definitely want to go back it. One of my favorite countries I've ever been to. He just likes that girls keep coming up to him. Yeah, honestly, literally. I loved it out there. It was brilliant. If you want all the attention, go out to China. Oh, trust me, if if you're British, six foot, blue eyes, they'll love you. Go go out there. What about American blue eyes, five eight? (laughs) Yeah, I'm guessing so. Why wouldn't they? You know what I mean? It's American. It's still different accent and whatnot. Mm. Apparently, blue eyes as well. So I think we can c- complete the hat trick with that one. Then there you go. We're all, all out to China, boys. Let's go. Apparently, British accents loved in America, though. Eh? Especially yes. the Yorkshire one. Ed, everyone loves a good British accent here. I need to get myself to America. I'm telling you, <laughs> get myself to America. Let's <laughs> go wherever the girls like you. Yeah. That's it. I'm, I'm single anyway. It's, it's no problem. You know what I mean? Why not? Can <laughs> And you yeah. went from China down to Cambodia, um, obviously yeah. through Thailand and that. Uh, what was that leg like? It it was interesting. Obviously, I've always wanted to go to Thailand. So, like, it was a place that even before we set off, like, we didn't even know the destination where we, were, where we were finishing. But they asked me, like, where do you really want to visit? And I said Thailand because it's just got these beautiful little islands and, like, this few pie islands. And it just looks completely different. But when we were there, we were there for like two, three days and we were just so skinned. I couldn't enjoy it properly. So it's like, I can't really, I can't really say how I felt about Thailand because I need to go back and experience it again. We had to go two days without eating and stuff. Like me and my dad, we, we did like two days, three days now and again without eating just so we could make it there. Oh, yeah. And then all this whilst the bloody cameramen were there scoffing whatever they wanted. Yeah, it was so. That must have been even worse. That, no, it's oh, the, trust me. the carrot in front of you, isn't it? Yeah, it, it was tough. It was very tough. But yeah, as long as we were hydrated, that's all I'm mind. Yeah, that is fun. Oh. And that, that probably makes all the bloody checkpoints and the food and that all work. Yeah, literally, literally, I just I just scoffed out, did as and drank as much as I could. Especially that <laughs> island one. Oh. That's a place I'm going back to. The island of Korong, Soksan Resort is called. Wow. What a place. <laughs> that, that's heaven, is that place. I'm telling you. It's, yeah, that, that was heaven. <laughs> and at that point, though, when, when you got there, you were obviously your joint in first place. So, um, yes. you know, and, and then with that, I mean, the others were quite far behind. They were like sort of 16 hours behind. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so at that point, then, when you got there, approaching the final stretch mm. did you like kind of think yeah this is this is in the bag or i did you know but one thing which me and so on that checkpoint uh, my dad got sunstroke and like he couldn't move he even said like i quit i want to leave the show where they said like if you quit then you both got quit so we're like so he fought on for me literally because i said i, I want to finish it since we're here all the way here and there's so much to go we might as well just finish it. So that was a tough leg because my dad just, he really had enough. He went to the places he wanted to do and he felt like it was, it wasn't his journey anymore because like it would get, it would, it were annoyed about Tony and Elaine's situation. Um, main thing is because when we were in China, we didn't even see him when we set off, which is over two, three days. So it will, it was just impossible for them to catch up. And we still don't know how 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 it happened. Like, yeah, it don't make sense. Yeah, because they were like quite far behind, weren't they? Yeah, literally, we we didn't see them in the Chinese checkpoint. Yeah, we, I, mean, we, I, I, just, I just saw like, now like they were well. they were thirty eight and a half hours behind it. Yeah, wow. exactly. That's the next journey. So it's like, like nearly a day and three quarters. Yeah, and, and that's, time they caught up with you. It it didn't make sense how they caught up. It it doesn't make sense. Still, it still doesn't make sense. It's like, yeah, my dad feels like we were robbed or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> what What's interesting to me is um, on the show, yeah, it made it sound like you guys were literally neck and neck, yeah. right? Where it was like, like they said they saw you at one point and you were literally like 
in the building at the same time. But then here it says that technically you were three hours behind them. Yes, we was. It was like two hours. Yeah. It's it's interesting that like on TV. They didn't see us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, was it that suspenseful leading up to those like last few minutes? Like, did you think that first, did you like think that it was close? Yeah, uh, because basically, like, we, we were in Singapore and you had to go to that Mer Lion statue and then cross the bridge and go to whatever. So you had to do these little stages. But the, the camera crew were acting a bit dodgy, sort of thing. Like, me and my dad even said it. It's like, they're like, we had half of the camera crew and over half must have been somewhere else. But it was like, there was something dodgy going on in the same city and like, it didn't make sense. So we were like, Maybe we are, maybe, maybe they're waiting at the hotel and we, we are first right now. We, we just didn't know. And then going in that lift upwards, they, they told us like, just, just be excited, be psyched up, do what you can. And that's why I was like, 50 days, blood, sweat, tears, we've 20 grand up the line. We've done it. You know what I mean? But as soon as we've done the book, yeah, we had to reshoot that, I think twice, three times because the drone above us, it kept on getting my dad in a bad light because my dad was so angry of coming second. He was like, he hated, he was fuming. He didn't want anything to do with no TV. He would just get camera away, fuck you all, I've lost. Where, and then we had to reshoot it. And the, apparently the studio Lambert gave him the edit sort of thing, the clips. And they said, no, no, it's not good enough. When Darren can't look, look angry, he's like, he needs to look good. He needs to be all right cut it and make sure Darren doesn't look bad. So that's what they did. Either way, I would just bless that I made it to the end and I did the full journey. Like It would have broke my heart if I had to end in Cambodia or Thailand so close to the end. Quickly to, to summarise that then, best and worst place you went to? Best and worst place. Best is, I'll give you two best, China and Island of Karong worst place was Georgia one the scenery were beautiful but it was the scariness we thought we were all going to die we were in a bus <laughs> when we, were in, we were in our coach sort of thing going through a mountain and they'd do a blind turn and try and overtake each other on a, on a blind corner on a mountain so me Josh Felix and my dad all said like we think we're going to die here <laughs> you know what I mean like literally we didn't and then the worst thing was we got in a taxi and the guy pulled up in the top of the mountain and said oh, I, need, I need to stop for a second my brother died last week by a car crash takes a sip of whiskey and starts carrying on driving it's like <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> it, oh, it was scary but the scenery were beautiful all that like if you rented your own car you'd be alright but don't trust public transport I'll tell you that for all right well it was great speaking to you this week alex um we just want to know a little bit about obviously we learned all about your experiences on the show and where you come from uh we want to know a little bit of what what you're doing now what you're doing in the future what's kind of up on deck for you now that uh england's opening up a little bit um so tell us a little bit about that so my plan is save up a bit of money september comes uh, for my birth, for my 23rd birthday, I'm planning on going to Greece, Santorini, or maybe Malta for a week, get some content in there, film, get my YouTube content up and coming again because I got a bit slack with it. Get all that up and running. Uh, plan on going to Philadelphia sometime in the new year and Thailand for a month, uh, at some point and mainly focus on getting another agency and trying to get back in TV and TV media industry because I miss it. I feel like that's what I'm natural at and that's what I'm best at. So I'm trying to get back in that industry. That's awesome. And you have a travel blog. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, well, I've got a YouTube channel, which is my name, Alex Begzolte, but I've also got a business as well called Sonderful Travels and I did have a partner with it, but my partner left me. So it is all mine now, which is a bit daunting and like I, I'm a bit confused really. But like I say, like I'm waiting for travel to open up properly for me to be able to control it properly. But my plan is visit some new places, get like go to the places where I go and then sell them as a holiday sort of like travel agency. There's 
where I've been because I wouldn't want to give a suggestion somewhere I haven't been already because you know you never know what it could be like could be bad it could be good where I want to give the suggestion of the place I've been and if the people want a choice I could go with them that that that's the difference with my business is like it's not just a travel agency as in like that I just uh, sort them a holiday out if they want me to come with them for that trip and that experience I'm more than happy to go on that experience with them and teach a couple of things about what I learned on race across the world like approaching strangers and like just little tips and tricks so that's the plan get some full travel up and going again that's awesome so everyone go go follow that (laughs) (laughs) book some trips in the new year (laughs) that's it that's exactly it you know where I am <laughs> All right. Well, something that we like to do every week um, is sort of put our guests on the spot and yeah. uh, ask them to come up with a quote of the week, something that they live by. Uh, so, if you had to sort of give us a quote of the week, what would yours be? Life's too short. Live, live the day like it's your last. Because okay. life, life is too short. Like I lost my grandma and granddad just like that. They were meant to be coming to see me from Latvia and Australia and they said they passed away so you learn like life's too short you've just got to live life while you can and don't ever settle I think a lot of people settle if you settle then that you're not you're not going to progress anywhere okay I love that that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) I I'll take that with me as I move to a new city and not a new city but a city that's it but i don't know it's just it's just how i live like i'm in love with traveling it's what i'm known for so i need to get back out there and do it (laughs) don't we all (laughs) (laughs) alex thank you so much for coming on with us today Uh, thank you for your time you and sort of getting some inside perspective of the show no worries thank you for your time (laughs) mason do you have anything for us this week uh, not too much mate no again thanks again Alex for coming on it's been great to kind of hear the insight I, I absolutely love the show and uh, to have the chance to speak to you through, through this is is awesome to kind of see the ins and the outs I think me and Harmo better be drafting up this application for season 3 that's it season 3 come on all the things <laughs> on it come on fingers crossed <laughs> it's an open brother that's it you never know <laughs> alright well until next week guys thank you so much for listening 